is uh, my guest there. Professor, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Uh, very good evening to you. Good evening to you and the listeners. Uh, w- welcome. Um, maybe your reaction to the resignation, and uh, in fact, just uh, not long ago, we ESCOM released a statement saying he's ac- actually going to stay on until the end of March. Yes. Um, well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, my, my immediate reaction is that uh, this is not good. Um, we, we can't be losing the CEO uh, at this particular point in time when um, the situation is dire. And uh, at a time when we just had a new board, we just had the president um, announcing the, the plan to deal with load shedding in July. Uh, but this was um, uh, the writing was on the wall. Uh, we, some of us learned about this um, about two, two to three months ago. Um, the, the CEO has been under severe pressure uh, from both um, the ESCOM side in terms of technical issues with uh, the, 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 the breakages um, uh, that, uh, that were taking place there and also on the political side with a lot more voices. Mm. Uh, calling for him to to resign, uh, but I think uh, if you look at this, the entire situation, it's good for him and his family that uh, he finally took the decision to leave. It's not good for the country. Mm. You know the the reaction to his uh, resignation. Obviously, uh, they have there are some who are very happy he's leaving, and some are are saying. Uh, who's going to be the replacement? It's not like we, we his resignation is going to make the situation any better. But maybe for you, Professor, uh, how would you characterize his time at ESCOM? Um, it's, it's, it's a time of um, mixed um, kind of uh, feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when he got to ESCOM, um, he, he did not have a full comprehension of uh, the challenges at ESCOM uh, because he was coming from outside. And um, he he was briefed, and uh, I don't think the brief was to an extent that was supposed to be because um, you will recall that he came out and, uh, and, and told the nation that load shedding would be a thing of the past in mm. the next 18 months, and, and that did not happen. And when that did not happen, he became very frustrated. Um, he, I say it's mixed feeling because he tried to, to deal with the matters of criminality, sabotage. He tried to, to he, at some point, he made profit out of uh, uh, cutting costs uh, uh, in terms of the, the cost of generation. Um, but that money, uh, uh, we did not see it because it ended up going to pay the, the legacy debt that he found there. Um, there are challenges with the, the debt. That uh, the, the money that municipalities owe has come up to 50 billion rands that uh, they, they couldn't recover, and and all that uh, just compounds the problems that are uh, at ESCOM. And uh, in my view, it's going to be very difficult to find a replacement in the next uh, three to six months um, because nobody at this particular point in time wants to work for ESCOM. Mm. In, in fact. ESCOM people are leaving, uh, senior people are leaving. We lost the head of generation. Uh, the, C- the COO is planning to leave in March. The CFO will be leaving soon. 
um, the, 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 the head of uh, the, just the energy transition, uh, Mendy, uh, left for the, for, for the U.S. because ESCOM has just become this um, depressing kind of organization to work for. Even when you're trying so hard uh, uh, to, to work, things don't, just don't seem to work. So I think there's a, uh, there's a big crisis that government needs to, to manage today. Yeah. I want to talk, I'm going to go to a break. I want to talk about the support that he did or did not get from uh, one uh, government and also in, uh, internally at uh, ESCOM. We'll be back after this short break. <clears throat> The headlines on uh, Metro FM Talk with Mino Temba. Sitting in for Ayabonga Kawe and in conversation with Professor Sampson Mafwedi. Uh, he's an energy expert. And just before the break, uh, Professor, I wanted to find out from you whether or not uh, or the kind of support he either received uh, internally at uh, ESCOM or even from uh, government. Firstly, maybe let's, uh, you know, talk about what... Uh, uh, Minister Mantashe said uh, last week about ESCOM, saying ESCOM was actively agitating for the overthrow of the state. And um, nobody commented, neither, neither from uh, the president or even uh, Minister Godan, in either supporting what either uh, Minister Mantashe was saying or uh, defending and supporting, uh, you know, Dr. DeRate. Yeah, um, it's a difficult one. He got support from sections of uh, people within ESCOM, Mm -hmm. uh, and he he was sabotaged, um, as as he kept indicating, and as the president and ESCOM uh, uh, spokesperson kept indicating, uh, he was also sabotaged from within and outside of ESCOM. Um, So it was a very difficult period for him. Um, he was attacked uh, by the unions um, on, at, at some point, and uh, I, I, I'm, I have seen some of the unions and the breaking that is leaving. Um, so, so, so when you don't have the support of the unions, uh, you, you get things such as the strike that we saw. Um, uh, that, that was quite a, a difficult period. Um, you know, but he was supported by by people who understand uh, the fact that uh, uh, attacking him basically or not supporting him is, is basically uh, tantamount to sabotaging the system. Um, the, the the sentiment that um, the president supported him, um, the board that was um, uh, removed supported him, uh, the minister of public enterprises supported him. Um, I don't take the, the 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 sentiments by the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy as those of government. Uh, I, I, mm. I I indicated in the past that uh, there is a cabinet plan that the the, the minister of, all the ministers should rally behind. Uh, that was announced by the president in July. Um, there is the integrated resource plan that is the country's. Um, uh, energy plan, which the, the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy, the custodian of, I think um, my view is that the, the, the minister uh, uh, was uh, as frustrated as all of us because uh, here is a situation where you've got up to 20,000 megawatts, sometimes up to 24,000 megawatts, that's not available. 
and uh, we, you, you're getting the same kind of explanation day in, day out. Even though that explanation is true, um, you, you, people get frustrated. And the minister was also frustrated because on his side, he was busy implementing the IRP, uh, uh, introducing the bid windows as and when it's required. But all those efforts are only going to, to, to bear fruit in the next two to three years. Mm. And, and and then here to make what, in my view, are unfortunate statements um, that 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 could that that led to to the to the country thinking that uh, uh, under the radar is not being supported. And like you said, nobody actually responded to that, which I think was the right thing to do uh, by by the people who were supporting the CEO. Um, because that would have just basically led to public spots which were which were not even going to help anyone. Uh, Professor, you talk, you talked about him when he arrived, being briefed on uh, you know the situation there. Now, obviously, he needed to come up with a strategy, especially to stop load shedding and a maintenance strategy. The strategy he came up with was that is that what was sabotage, or that did it just not work? So, so the, 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 the strategy was already there mm. in terms of um, the, the maintenance plans and everything. That is why in the briefing they, they, they told him we've got a strategy, we've got a maintenance plan, and according to our old projections, load shedding will be a thing of the past in the, in, in the next 18 months, which basically said to us that there was already a maintenance strategy in place. All we needed to do was to basically manage the various processes that needed to, to happen. And we should recall that the maintenance plan is where, where it starts to be to be to be drafted is at power station managers level. Mm. Uh, so the power station managers work with the original equipment manufacturers to come up with the maintenance plan because it also takes into consideration the age of the of, of the various components in the power station. It takes into consideration the guarantees and the warranties that are that are still in place. And, and all that gets taken into consideration. And then you have your reliability maintenance that needs to take place. Um, you, you have your, your preventative maintenance um, that needs to take place. And, and, and then all that gets uh, bundled from all the power stations into one uh, maintenance plan for ESCOM, which then gets signed off by, by the COO and, and finally by the chief executive officer. So yes, the backstop with him, but the actual work gets done by the people on the ground who are the people at power station level. And if those people don't do their work properly, it is up to him to, to basically uh, identify some of those challenges and then bring them to their attention. Mm-hmm. Um, in most cases, uh, CEOs would fire or ask people at, uh, at that level or COOs operating officers would ask or, 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 or relieve uh, people at the lower level of the duty. Uh, but um, in this case, it was quite difficult because the power station managers have been fighting this, what uh, uh, Andre the Reza was referred to as a dead horse. Uh, you've got aging power plants that have got a maintenance backlog of mm. uh, dating, dating to back to 2013. Uh, some of the uh, equipment was uh, the, the parts were obsolete, so when one part breaks, 
you need to replace a bigger part because you can't find that one part it was supposed to be replaced in 2013 already. The, the manufacturers are, not, are no longer making it. And the ESCO procurement process also, um, uh, you know, it's quite laborious. They follow something that is almost similar to the Public Finance Management Act um, in terms of the procurement process. Um, when something breaks, um, it, it takes them quite a long time to go through the process to, to, to purchase that particular item. Uh, we need a process that um, that will allow ESCOM to, to purchase an equipment within within 12 months mm. and, uh, and 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 have it installed within the next 12 months. So in in, in 20, not not 12 months, 12, 12 hours. So in 24 hours, we should have our turnaround time should be 24 hours of um, uh, replacing parts at, at power station level. Then, from what you're saying, uh, it doesn't matter whether it was uh, uh, Andre Director at the helm as CEO, whoever would would have had that position would have had the same experience. Or, as a lot of people are arguing that the replacement or someone needs to come in with this, you know, skills and capability or engineering background. Uh, to restructure and and save ESCOM. Yes. So, so the, the 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 issue of engineering background is neither here nor there. ESCOM has had fourteen CEOs so far. Yep. Um, since nineteen ninety six or so, and um, the the problem started in nineteen ninety eight. The white paper in renewable energy identified some of the challenges in 2003 um so if you look at the where the when the problem was identified how many ceos we have um, we have had um whether uh, any of those changes led to uh, uh the the easing or or the problem disappearing um one could say that it's not necessarily an individual um, uh, that that can that can solve the problem. So the departure of Andre the writer is not going. Andre the writer is not going. Does not have a bag way of keeping all the ESCOM problems. And when he <laughs> disappears, he will, he will disappear with all those problems. Mm. The problems will remain at ESCOM, and whoever comes on board may benefit from the work that uh, Andre the writer has done so far. Um, may benefit from the work that they they. From, from the president, the implementation of the president's plan, and things may change because of uh, the work that has been done and the, the implementation of the president's plan, and people will then praising praises for the person who may come at a later stage. As things stand, um, if Andre Director leaves and uh, in my, at the end of March next year, and 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 we still don't have uh, anyone who is bold enough to stand up and say. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to take up this position. It will create a governance crisis at ESCOM, and that's not what we need at this particular point in time while we're dealing with the crisis. And Professor, you are not in a position to even apply for this, uh, you know, uh, position. <laughs> I, I, are you considering it, maybe? Um, not at this point in time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the many people who who would like to play a role, but in, in various levels, not at that particular level. <laughs> yeah, not at that level. So um, our load shedding woes continue and uh, get worse. Yes, so we expected that the situation will get worse 
before it, um, it, it gets better. Um, when you look at the president's plans, plan, it's got um, short-term measures, it's got uh, mid-term measures, it's got long-term measures. Um, the long-term measures have got to do with the bringing in of new generation capacity through the public procurement process, through the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. Um, Minister Mantase has been hard at work doing that. Um, and, and then some of the other measures include um, the, the lowering of the demand uh, on, on, the, on, on the side of, um, which is basically demand-side management and energy efficiency. Mm-hmm. ESCOM has started implementing now. They have gone out to tender to look for, 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 for teams that can do measurement and verification to look for, 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 for the energy services companies. Uh, that can assist in identifying projects where we can lower the, the electricity demand, which is part of the, pre- the, the operationalization of the president's plan. We're looking at uh, small-scale embedded generation coming on board um, uh, and so many other measures that were, that were identified by the president. So once all these things kick in, uh, we're going to, 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 to start to see the problem uh, uh, easing off. And at a later stage, um, about 12 to, to, to 24 months, uh, then the problem may disappear uh, yeah. with the new generation capacity coming on board after about 24 to 36 months. And in the end, if you look at all the efforts, we will end up with more electricity than what we need. Why don't I believe you? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is the reality. That is the reality. Yeah, my my worry though is is you you're talking about twenty four months, eighteen months, thirty six months. Uh, so we continue as is uh, until then. So so the, what needs to happen now immediately is that government needs to to release money. Um, and I've been saying, ESCOM has said we need one point six billion to do maintenance and all that. I think um, they 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 they've downplayed the the, the, the figure. I think ESCOM mm. needs a, a, a slush fund of about between 10 and 15 billion rand. Uh, they need to keep that funding uh, somewhere and, and make sure that they, 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 they hold on to uh, and the original equipment manufacturers. These are the people who, who provided these equipment that are, that are breaking down. Um, hold on to them on retainers and, and, and for the next six months. And you pay these people to say, we're paying you to be available um, and and for, 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 for 24 hours a day. If something breaks, you go and fix it and you give we we, you, we, 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 we you give us an invoice to pay. So okay. that's, that's what needs to happen for the next six months for us to be able to take the energy availability sector of the coal fleet back to 75%. If that does not happen, uh, we will we will we will have dark days for the next um, uh, 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 six months. Uh, let's let's months. let's let's not even go there. Thank you so much, <laughs> Pro- Professor <laughs> Professor Samson Mampweni. Uh, he's an energy expert and uh, giving us his views and thoughts on the resignation of uh, the ESCOM CEO. Who, who I guess uh, you know, uh, as a lot of people say, they saw this coming. Uh, uh, a long time. Thank you so much, uh, Professor. In fact, uh, there's a, a statement from um, a Business Unity of uh, South Africa. They've released a statement saying that Andre uh, uh, Durator's uh, resignation is uh, a major blow for ESCOM.
and uh, any efforts to address the energy crisis we are facing on an on- ongoing basis. Um, it, it's a blow. It's hardly surprising, though, given the irresponsible comments by, as they say, from, from uh, government and some other sectors. But uh, uh, BUSA, uh, Business Unity South Africa, is saying that ESCOM board must act with urgency, announce a replacement, even if on a temporary basis. And uh, that replacement must have the skills and capacity to continue all the efforts and reduce the load shedding. Well, he's on until uh, end of March, so maybe that's enough time to find a replacement. And we leave it there. And when we come back, we go into our community focus feature.